In just 32 days, Dow Loggins will be calling plays for the first time ever as South Carolina's offensive coordinator. But what exactly could his offense look like? You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I am the host of Locked On Gamecocks, Andrew Lyon, and thank you so much for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch for your team every day. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. We've got a lot to dive into on this Tuesday edition of Locked On Gamecocks. On our Monday show, we talked about what the 2023 season could look like for Spencer Rattler. And we're going to sort of continue our conversation on the offensive side of the ball on today's show because we're going to talk about South Carolina's new offensive coordinator in Dow Loggins and more specifically what this offense could look like under his watch. We're going to dive into the passing game and then later on we're going to dive into the running game and how South Carolina will need to be a bit more creative if they want to get some positive output from that facet of the offense this year. And then at the end of the show, we'll talk about a situation in the NFL and how it could affect South Carolina's recruiting efforts at a certain position in the very near future. All of that on today's edition of Locked On Gamecocks. With the way that this roster is currently constructed on the offensive side of the ball, and where the Gamecocks' strengths and weaknesses lie, I think that Dow Loggins' offense in 2023 will be predicated around a wide-open passing attack that sets up a diversified run game. So let's get into the passing game. And to start off this conversation, I want to address the quote-unquote ratio of passing plays to running plays that are called by Dow Loggins. Because... I will say, I'm not usually one to put specific numbers on passing plays compared to run plays when it comes to an offensive coordinator's play calling, especially considering the fact that Dow Loggins has never called plays at the college level. But if I had to guess, and for today's show, I will do that, I will say that I think South Carolina is going to throw the football around two-thirds of the time when they are out there on the field. And part of the reason that I think this is because Dow Loggins has talked so much this offseason about how this offense is going to run through his quarterback's strengths. And considering the fact that he's got Spencer Rattler at quarterback, a guy that, as much as some people like to point to his inconsistencies, when Spencer Rattler is on, there are very few quarterbacks in this entire sport that can play better than him. Spencer Rattler, in certain aspects, he is basically a one percenter. When you combine that with the potential issues the running game could have, which I'll dive into later on, then this is a pretty rational guess, in my opinion, when it comes to how the play calling will be divided up between the passing game and run game. Now, continuing with the passing game, let's talk about some of the options that Dow Loggins is going to have at his disposal, because... Spencer Rattler, he is not the only talented player that he's going to have on this side of the ball. Outside of Juice Wells at wide receiver, the Gamecocks have other guys like Xavier Leggett, Omarion Brown, Nicholas Harper, Eddie Lewis, and Elijah Caldwell, 
who are all seemingly going to be able to help the Gamecocks in the passing game this year. But these are not the only guys when it comes to the offensive skill positions as a whole. At tight end, Dow Loggins is going to have Trey Knox and Joshua Simon that he will be able to utilize at that spot. And then at running back, when it comes to the passing game, you've got multiple guys who can catch the football at a pretty efficient rate. Guys like to carry on Joyner, Juju McDowell, and also true freshman running back Dontavious Braswell. That is 11 guys at the minimum that, in my opinion, could be reliable receiving threats in certain spots or throughout an entire football game in South Carolina's passing attack in 2023. And taking all that into consideration, that leads me into my next subject, which is the actual play calling. I think that from a baseline standpoint, you're going to see South Carolina run a lot of three wide receiver sets and formations with one tight end and one running back on the field all at the same time. I would not be surprised if you see South Carolina run a little bit more shotgun this year than they did compared to 2022. Now, the benefit of running these kind of sets and formations, to keep it pretty simple, Spencer Rattler is going to have more weapons on the field that a team's defense, or the opposing team's defense, I should say, is going to have to account for. We've talked about all the creative possibilities that Dow Lockett is going to have with this offense. You could put a guy like Antoine Juice Wells on one side of the field and Nicholas Harper on the other side. You could put maybe Nicholas Harper and Xavier Leggett out there if you want more of a physical presence. Or you could put Harper and Amarian Brown on the same side of the field. There's so many things that you could do when you have three wide receiver sets and formations. And for that reason, I think you're going to see a lot of that in this offense this fall. Now, will there be some under center formations still incorporated in this scheme this year? I do believe so, but maybe not to the extent that we've seen the past couple of years. I think that when it comes to under center formations under Dow Loggins' watch, at least for this year, we're going to see a lot more single back formations, meaning that you're probably not going to see very much of a full back being used in the backfield for South Carolina. And in single back formations, I also think you'll probably see a lot of one or two tight end alignments with a Trey Knox at the minimum being out there and maybe a guy like Nick Elksness getting some more snaps in those kind of formations and sets. So all in all, South Carolina, because of what they got at the offensive skill positions outside of Spencer Rattler, I think that that combined with the potential issues up front will lead to Dal Loggins deciding that this is going to be a pass-heavy offense in 2023. I don't think by any means this is going to be an air raid, a traditional throwback Mike Leach type air raid offense. Rest in peace to the Pirate. But I do think that for Dow Hawkins, if he's going to, in essence, live up to what he said this offseason, which is, again, run through the strengths of his quarterback, and in essence, run through the strengths of this team, the strengths of the team on offense in 2023 runs through their receivers and their quarterback. And so that is, in my opinion, going to be the basis for how Dow Loggins' offense is going to look in 2023. Now, obviously, as much as I just talked about the passing game, we can't completely ignore the running game. And I certainly don't think Dow Loggins is going to do that. 
but he and the staff are going to have to get creative in terms of trying to figure out different ways to get positive yardage in the running game. And we're going to dive into how he could go about doing that in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. Now, we all know that our vehicle is one of the most important things in our life because our vehicle quite literally helps us get from point A to point B. It allows us to go to work. It allows us to go to the gym and exercise. It allows us to go and make daily trips, maybe go on vacation or maybe make a spontaneous trip with your friends. Our vehicle is an essential part of our life, and because of that, you need to make sure that every part fits just right. So the next time that you need parts and accessories for your car, head on over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part that you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or you'll get your money back. Whether you need wiper blades, tires, or spark plugs, you'll be back in the game in no time. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day in just 30 minutes. Be sure to tune in to our Wednesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where I'll dive into how Antoine Juicewells could be the leading receiver in the SEC in 2023. And before we continue, thank you also to all of you every day for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage. Dow Loggins, even though he might run his offense through his passing game in 2023, run his offense through Spencer Rattler, he's still going to need some semblance of a ground attack. But he and the staff are going to have to be creative. So with that bearing in mind, what could we expect from the running game? Well, the first thing that I'll say is I would guess that we'll still see some traditional power runs used to a much higher degree compared to zone runs. Now, the reason that I say that is because power run blocking schemes, or some may call it gap run blocking schemes, these blocking schemes are easier to implement for your offensive line because it is an assignment-based blocking scheme. And what I mean by that is each offensive lineman has just got to get from point A to point B And they have one specific player that they are responsible for when it comes to blocking. Zone run blocking schemes, there's a little bit more of a guessing game. There's a little bit more autonomy, which can be good for an offensive line that's suited for zone run blocking schemes. But it can also really backfire for an offense where your offensive line probably isn't able to do as much of that. And I think that the latter is what fits South Carolina's offensive line. So I think you'll see a lot more duo. You'll see a lot more counter. I think you'll see more of that than the zone run blocking schemes in 2023. Plus, you don't have a back like Marshawn Lloyd back there who could just knife through the offensive line at any given moment because of the explosiveness, power, and ball carrier vision that he possessed. Now, do you have running backs that could still help you out in zone runs 
like it to carry on Joyner and maybe Dontavious Braswell, sure, but not to the same type of success rate that Marshawn Lloyd had in 2022. I just think that that's the honest truth about this running attack in 2023. I also would not be surprised if we see more RPOs or run pass options that are included in the playbook for this season. Run pass options were a staple and are still a staple of Kendall Browse offense. Kendall Browse, of course, was the offensive coordinator at Arkansas for the past three years. And Dal Loggins coached under Kendall Browse for the past two years as the Razorbacks tight ends coach. So he got an up close and personal view and vantage point of what went through Kendall Browell's mind when it came to the kind of RPOs that he liked to run and when he liked to actually run them in the middle of a football game. And the reason why that RPOs could be used more is because it could help to open up the running game a little bit more by giving the option to Spencer to be able to throw the football. And once defenses sort of start to account for that, and maybe the linebackers start to sit back a little bit more, that's where you could start to hand the ball forward to your running backs, and maybe it opens up a little bit more space, gives them a little bit more of a crease to where they could make an explosive play happen or a positive play happen on the ground. Another thing that this offense is going to have to do is they're going to have to find a way to get their wide receivers involved or keep them involved in the running game this year. For all the flack that we have given Marcus Satterfield on this show, we've certainly brought up his deficiencies time and time again. There is one thing that we've really got to give him credit for, and that is how creative he was when it came to getting South Carolina's wide receivers involved in the running game through orbit motion, through jet sweeps, through reverse sweeps, maybe a double reverse. South Carolina did a lot of that when it came to their ground attack, both in 2021 and also in 2022. And Marcus Satterfield did a really good job of dialing these up and dialing them up at the right time. And I think that if you're Dow Loggins, that is an aspect of this offense that you've got to hold on to because I think that the Gamecocks still have got a good set of receivers that can really help you out in this aspect because You've got speed demons like Amari Brown Nicholas Harper at your disposal. You've also got a guy like Xavier Leggett who was just absolutely built. Like, built like a tank. Same deal with Nicholas Harper. So you've got different guys that have different physical frames and that have got varying levels of speed and ball carrier vision that could help you out in that aspect. Take advantage of that as much as you can. And I think that that's something that Dialogues and this staff are going to do again this season and the reason why the running game is still going to be important for this team is because this offense they still want this offense to have pro stylish concepts one of those concepts undoubtedly is going to be the play action game and if you want to have good play action plays executed at a high level you've got to be able to show the ability to run the football or at the minimum, show a willingness to run the football. I've got no issue with the idea of South Carolina maybe pressing at times and trying to run the football just to give the defense a look so that maybe it suckers in the defense a little bit more the next time they see that same look and then they run play action off of that. That is what play action is designed to do. And that is why the running game Although I don't think it's going to be anywhere near successful as the passing game this year, 
it is still important to this offense. So at times, if this offense does a running play on maybe a first or second and long, or maybe in a down distance where the fans are sitting there going, why are they running this play at this point? It's probably because they are trying to set up something else for later on in the same drive or later on in the football game. So it's not going to be easy. Again, there's no question about that. You've got a lack of proven depth at running back and a bunch of proven guys that are going to be playing on the offensive line in 2023. But you're going to have to find a way. That honestly might as well be the mantra for Dow Loggins and the staff. Find a way when it comes to the ground game because it's still going to be important. It's still going to be vital. And they're still going to need it this year if the Gamecocks are going to be as successful as they think they could be this upcoming fall. So we just talked a lot about how Dow Loggins and the staff are going to have to be creative to really get South Carolina's ground game going in 2023. And that serves as a perfect segue for the final portion of today's show because the NFL has got a really intriguing situation going on when it comes to running backs in the league. And this is a situation that could change college football recruiting in the future as we know it. And thus, it could have an impact on South Carolina's recruiting efforts. And I'll be sure to tie all this in together as we go throughout this entire conversation. But first of all, to start off with context regarding what's going on in the NFL, NFL running backs are starting to voice a lot of frustration in the past couple of weeks, especially over how much they are valued, or in this case, aren't valued, by their respective teams and franchises. And this partly goes back to how modern football has evolved and the way offenses are set up now, which is mainly with an emphasis on the passing game and thus on the quarterback. And when you combine that, plus the idea that there's just an endless pool of running backs in the NFL, on the free agency market, on other rosters, on practice squads, you name it, that can basically just go out there and do exactly what your starter does on an everyday basis, owners are starting to take advantage of the entire situation. And that doesn't even include how they're manipulating the franchise tag. But needless to say, that's diving way too deep into the weeds when it comes to the NFL. That's the main context that you need to know. Now, let's correlate this back to South Carolina. How could this impact the Gamecocks? Well, high school football prospects are much more informed in 2023 compared to decades past. And that is simply because of the access that these kids have now to information, to trends and studies. And even if these kids aren't looking at this kind of stuff, I promise you, coaches are doing it. I promise you, parents are doing it. And at least... Somebody in these kids' inner circles, they are doing it. Someone of importance, someone whose opinion they're going to value and they're going to respect and they're going to trust is going to be looking at this and it's going to create certain situations where if this trend of running back devaluation in the NFL continues on its current path right now, these high school running backs are going to start questioning, or their own circles are going to start questioning whether or not they should keep playing the position. Let's look at Daniel Hill, for example, from the 2024 class. Now, 
I'm not saying this as a way to try to tell y'all subtly that he's going to come to South Carolina. I personally don't know that. Just want to get that out of the way. But Daniel Hill, he plays multiple positions for his high school, Meridian High School. And those positions include running back, wide receiver, and linebacker. What if Daniel Hill and his inner circle looked at what's going on in the NFL right now? And they all sat down and had a conversation. At the end of the conversation, Daniel Hill decides, you know what? I don't want to play running back anymore at the next level. I think I actually want to play linebacker now. And let's say he contacts Shane Beamer or he contacts Monterey Hardesty or multiple coaches on the staff. And that's what he tells them. He says, hey, I appreciate the fact that y'all have been recruiting me so heavily, especially for running back. But I want to be a linebacker now because of what all I'm seeing going on in the NFL. Because I want to take the path that I think will offer me the best chance to really capitalize monetarily off my talents in the game of football. That could lead to some serious problems for some of these college football programs. What could happen is you'll have less running backs that are going to be available on your recruiting board. You could have guys that make maybe some last-minute decisions over time. We've already seen that happen with guys in the past. A guy like Jalen Hurd was a really good running back at Tennessee like five, six, seven years ago under Butch Jones. And then a whole situation unfolds, I believe in 2016, where Jalen Hurd all of a sudden decides he doesn't want to play running back anymore. He wants to play wide receiver. Tennessee wasn't exactly okay with that or I think the way how he went about it. And so he went to the transfer portal, went to Baylor, and played wide receiver, I believe, for one year there before going on to the NFL. Quaverius Crouch, a big-time recruit from, I believe, Harding High School in North Carolina. Same class as Javon Gwen, so I believe 2018. They were high school teammates. South Carolina was in a good spot for Quaverius Crouch at a certain point in that recruitment. And then all of a sudden, one day... After seemingly having some discussions with people in his inner circle, Crouch decided that he wanted to play linebacker at the next level. That he no longer was going to, I guess, be okay with being recruited as a running back. And so South Carolina, because they want him as a running back, they basically kind of stopped recruiting him. Tennessee wound up getting him, then Crouch went to Michigan State, and now I guess he's somewhere still in the college game. But the point being... We've already seen some isolated cases of this happen. But with what the NFL is doing right now, what you're seeing happen with guys like Jonathan Taylor with the Indianapolis Colts, you cannot tell me that there aren't high school kids out there that are not paying attention to this. These kids are going to see this, and slowly but surely, you're going to start seeing a lot more kids that are going to say they don't want to play running back anymore. So what's going to happen with South Carolina, besides how it could affect them in recruiting, what it could also do is it could force a coach to have to change their entire offense. What if you're an offense like South Carolina that has pro-stylish concepts that's included in your scheme, which means that you still value the running game. Shane Bieber wants to be able to run the ball effectively when it's required. That's how he views being sort of a balanced offense, an offense that possesses the threat to run the football. What if you get to a point where the pool of talented running backs runs dry enough, plus you have all the other competition with all these other schools that are recruiting running backs to the point where a school like South Carolina, they got to change up their offense because of what else is going on in the NFL. 
where college coaches have absolutely no control over what's happening. And these coaches are control freaks. We all know this. They like to have their hands on every little aspect of their program. They don't like it when there's something that they can't control, but it can have an impact on how they run things, how their operation is moving as they go throughout their tenure at a certain stop. And we could start to see that unfold because of what's going on with running back devaluation in the NFL. So you may not watch the NFL for your own reasons, but I'm telling you, at least with this situation, it wouldn't hurt to keep an eye on it because this could have a reverberating impact on the college game as we know it over the next couple of years. But with that being said, that's going to do it for today's show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show as always. How do you think Dialogues is going to run this offense in 2023? Do you think it's going to be really pass heavy? Or do you think the running game will be maybe more involved than I sort of hinted at on today's show? And also, what are your thoughts on what's going on with NFL running backs right now? Do you think that it could have a big impact on maybe recruiting and how offenses are run in the college game over the next few years? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section on YouTube or shoot me a direct message on Twitter at A-Line underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. With that being said, again, thank y'all for tuning in to today's show. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.